You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. You're listening to The Overflow with MC Brooks on GGR Pirate Radio. Swing a fly ball, center field deep. Bellinger going back to the warning track, to the wall. It's a grand slam. Howie Kendrick with a grand slam here in the 10th inning of game five. The Nationals seven, the Dodgers three. Do you believe it? Pull the lever, Frank. Run Yeah, yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome back everyone to a brand new episode of The Overflow with MC Brooks here on the GGR Podcast Network. I'm your host, MC Brooks, and I know what you're thinking. It's probably something along the lines of, uh, yo, where the hell have you been? And the answer to that is kind of complicated, and uh, maybe I'll answer that on another podcast, or maybe I won't answer it, who knows. In any case, I can't tell you exactly or everywhere I've been, but I will tell you one place that I've been, and that is Anime USA, which is the subject of this podcast here. But before I get to talking about all things Anime USA 2022, I want to make sure that you all go to greatgeekrefuge.com where you can find earlier episodes of this podcast as well as episodes of our other podcasts, such as At the Diner and FedCon. Also, make sure you're following us on all of our social media accounts. We have Great Geek Refuge on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook, where we have a very active Facebook community. And if you'd like to support us and all the content that we enjoy creating for you, then become a consider becoming a member of our Patreon, which gets you access to some really cool perks, including early episodes and some really fun exclusive merch. So, uh, yeah, just find us on Patreon, Great Geek Refuge. <laughs> so... Let's talk a little bit about uh, a convention that was just recently held uh, just a few days ago from the time of this recording. Anime USA is uh, is a convention that is probably not widely known, uh, but it is definitely known if you live in the D.C. area because it is very unique and special to us. It is not Otakon, but we don't go to it for, or we don't go to it expecting it to be that. Um, Anime USA... It's a very special con that I've been attending for quite a few years now. I've known about it for even longer than I've been attending it. But, you know, it is it is a convention that I always look forward to attending. And I was very saddened when the pandemic really took that away from us because I was very much looking forward to attending in 2020. And I was looking forward to attending in 2021 when it seemed like the world was kind of opening back up a little bit and conventions were starting to get held. But unfortunately, they chose not to, to have a convention last year. But even with the absence, the three-year gap, um, I'm very happy to say that Anime USA is back, and they are back at a brand new venue located at the Hyatt Regency in Crystal City, which, if that sounds familiar, it's also home to BlurredCon, which is you know another convention that I had the privilege uh, to attend and also perform at earlier this year. So... I'm going to talk a little bit about kind of uh, AUSA this year, kind of like the vibe I got, some of the sights and sounds I saw, and just kind of my, my general thoughts on on everything surrounding this convention. So just on the front end, let me say, I had a good time. I very much enjoyed myself at Anime USA this year, um, which is you know not some new like grand statement, 
um, because I, I've had fun the last, the, the, you know, every other time I've been to AUSA, but this year was noticeably different. And uh, I, I want to attribute it to, you know, perhaps two things in particular. One uh, being the absence, you know, sometimes you don't really understand how much you miss something until you just don't have it anymore. Um, and then also the, the change of scenery. So prior to this, Anime USA was located at the Wardman Park Hotel uh, in Adams Morgan in Washington, D.C., um, which was a very cool area. Um, it was kind of, I don't want to say secluded, but it was, it was, you know, like if you kind of didn't know where it was, it was very easy to, to kind of miss it. <laughs> um, and while the venue itself wasn't particularly huge, it didn't really need to be to kind of a company or to, to take care of all the, the needs for AUSA, um, which was, which was cool. But I, w I do want to say that I think that moving to uh, Crystal City was absolutely a good decision. Now, whether you want to attribute that to the fact that the, you know, the pandemic shut down the Boardman Park Hotel, or maybe it was just a conscious choice to, to, to stay there and not try to do something within, within DC still, um, doesn't matter. I, I, I think the decision to move to uh, the, the higher regency was a good choice because I do think that this convention has the potential to really grow and you know become even bigger than it already is assuming that that is something that the, the people running it would absolutely want um but even with that like there's no way that i think anyone any one of us could have predicted that this year to go the way it was like, I, I would to be like to be totally transparent i was very unsure about how this year was going to go i didn't really have a benchmark for it like i said like with, with BlurredCon, I had last year to lean on to kind of get an idea of like, oh, this is how it'll be this year. With this one, with AUSA, it's been three years and this is a brand new location. And there's kind of no way to really tell, especially because you're also not sure um, how many people even know about AUSA to even come to it to begin with. So that, that was kind of the, the thing that I was kind of most wondering about. So to kind of go in order so like i i uh you know i had to work friday so unfortunately i didn't get to go earlier in the day however uh right after work i you know i got up to the venue i was able to get my my pass and uh was able to kind of just walk around and really get a, a vibe of uh, a vibe for everything and i gotta say um it very much felt like it, it very much felt like home you know what i'm saying and i and i mean that in the sense of like you know, you go to a couple of these conventions and, and, you know, a lot of times it can it can feel very disconnected or disjointed or like there's just a lot going on. But this one legitimately kind of felt like uh, a little bit of a family reunion of sorts. I mean, granted, like I didn't know anyone there, <laughs> but it was kind of cool to see people taking over many of the same spots that I would see people at during during BlurredCon. And I thought it was very... It just felt very inviting and warm, and you know, I kind of felt like there was there was there was a lot of purpose uh, behind the location of everything and behind everyone being there and joining in, whether they were uh, you know on panels or whether they were just sitting around, whether they were taking photos of people, um, whatever the case may be. the 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 general vibe that I got from AUSA was one of of that. And so it felt very good to, to be there because, like I said, I, I wasn't really sure exactly what the vibe was going to be. And so it was going to make, you know, like if the energy was going to be off, I was like, well, I don't know if I'm going to have a good time here. 
Um, so, you know, the, the, the one thing I also had to keep in mind, too, was that this is not BlurredCon, which is, you know, much, much larger convention. So I can't necessarily, you know, make a one-to-one -one judgment or comparison between that and, and this. Uh, at least not not a fair one, I should say. I shouldn't make it wouldn't be a fair comparison to necessarily do that. However, I found locating many of the, the things, whether the panel rooms, whether it was the, the gaming area, um, whether it was the tabletop room, the video game room itself, like it, it felt very easy to kind of locate things. Um, going through the dealer's room in the artist alley, that felt a little bit more like BlurredCon, mainly because they hold it in the same space. But even with that, you know, all of the vendors that I came across were really dope, really nice. I felt they had some really cool stuff there. I ended up buying these really cool uh, Sonic prints, uh, Team Hero and Team Dark, which is a reference to Sonic Heroes. Um, but there were a number of other things that I really wanted to get my hands on. But, you know, the, the thing with these conventions is I always have to be sure to, like, not uh, not overspend, you know what I'm saying? But I did collect cards for a lot of the vendors in there because I do want to purchase uh, things from that. And uh, yeah, there was a, there was a there was like a gr there was a great variety of stuff of of of, um, of things in there uh, between both Friday and Saturday. I kind of frequented that room a little bit, uh, getting the opportunity to talk to people who were excited to to be back for for AUSA, or in some of their cases, this was their first time attending AUSA, and they were having a, they were having a really good time. They they were really much enjoying. Um, the atmosphere and the people and just the type of crowd that you get. Everyone was so nice. I'm so excited to be there. You know, there were some incredible cosplays that were being held. And see, all of that just made me feel very nice. And so, like, many of the people that I did talk to all basically said that they would come, they want to come back next year. Several of the vendors uh, said, you know, if they got the opportunity to come back next year, they would absolutely come back because they just very much uh, were enjoying themselves at the convention. Not only just because, you know, they were selling things, but like I said, just because the entire atmosphere and the vibe of the, the, the convention was just really wonderful. And between the dealer's room and the, and the artist alley, like I said, so much, so many great stuff. There were some great commissions. There were some great artists, some very unique types of art that were in there as well. Um, stuff that I, you know, under better financial circumstances, I probably would have, would have bought. Uh, there were people playing music, and like it was, it was just fun. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it was, it was just very, very fun. I also spent a, a good amount of time in the tabletop gaming area, on both Friday and Saturday which had a massive variety of games to choose from, uh, whether that's uh, card games, board games, uh, stuff like Connect Four, uh, so on and so forth. Like there, were, there was a good variety of stuff. There was even a section uh, for D&D, &D, which I thought was pretty cool. Now, unfortunately, I didn't see anyone actually playing while I was there, but I did, I did uh, spend quite a bit of time in there. And like the staff was really nice and awesome and, you know, getting, uh, again, re kind of reliving pivotal childhood moments <laughs> was um, was just kind of awesome. And, like, everything that I'm talking about with Friday was, like, the same thing when I went back on Saturday. And Saturday, I actually got a chance to cosplay. So if you saw me walking around as Knuckles, then, yeah, that was, that was me. <laughs> um, but it was really fun. Like I said, I, I had a really great, I had a really good time. Kind of walking around on Saturday. Now, the, like again, the the thing that I do want to say with AUSA and the thing to kind of keep in mind is it is not BlurCon. It is a much smaller operation. So, you know, 
while during BlurredCon, you can kind of sit around and like you can literally spend the entire day just sitting in the lobby, just kind of taking everything in. You know, doing that at AUSA might not be as fun, but you will you will come across a lot of really awesome people. And I will say, um, for 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 this uh, for this to be their first year back, like it felt like there was a good amount of people there. It didn't feel crowded, but it didn't feel like oh, this is this is definitely empty, right? And that's the kind of thing that I always enjoy about this. You know, uh, being someone who goes to these conventions with uh, some regularity. And it has been to quite a few larger ones, such as Otakon, such as Anime NYC, uh, such as Katsu to some level. Like, I'm used to just kind of going and, like, expecting crowds and just massive amounts of people. But this didn't feel like that. But I also think that that's a great thing. One of the things that I used to always say about AUSA before the pandemic is that it's a good starter convention. And that's not meant to be like an insult or like derogatory or anything like that. I mean that in terms of if you're someone who wants to go to a convention of some kind, but you are kind of wary about like large crowds uh, because you have uh, claustrophobia or because of COVID or just whatever the case may be, then AUSA is is a good starter convention because you can go and you can get a good, a good crowd and be around, you know, a good amount of people without feeling like, Oh my God, you know, there are too many people here. I'm bumping elbows. I'm running in the folks, so on and so forth. And I think conventions like that are necessary and they're still very fun to attend. You know, you can, you can always draw a comparison to like, for me, I go to concerts or used to go to concerts all the time. And I've been to a number of them over the years. And while I do enjoy a festival or a good arena show, like my favorites are always the smaller, more intimate venues because I feel like you get a much more dedicated, unique uh, experience that's more personalized than it can be when you are trying to dealing with the hustle and bustle of you know tens of thousands of people being in one place at a time, right? And so. That, I think that's like the, the one thing that I, that I most enjoyed about AUSA was uh, aside from there not being a shortage of, you know, panels and things to attend, um, you know, like there, there, there wasn't this, you know, it wasn't packed to the max, which made it very easy to navigate and get around and to find people and stuff like that. And that is that is the thing that I look for. I look the most forward to, especially because I do plan on attending in 2023 now. If I do have to say there were some cons about this con, <laughs> uh, because I do want to be fair and honest and balanced about this. I don't just want to talk about other things that I like. I will say um, it did feel like uh, as, as good as everything felt, it did feel like they didn't plan. They didn't fully plan to kind of take to, to like really maximize all the space that they had for things, um, which isn't inherently a bad thing like Baltimore Comic Con is in the Baltimore Convention Center, but they're really only in the bottom part of the Baltimore Convention Center. They're not there for the entire thing. So with that, um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So 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 with that, I, I you know, I, I was kind of hoping to see a little bit more in terms of their their options for things. And maybe, you know, that'll change next year as people get more comfortable uh, coming to think to things again. But um yeah, that was just kind of that was just kind of one of the things that I just kind of was just like I really wish they they had maximized the space and kind of did more to provide alternate forms of entertainment and things for people who may not have liked the stuff that they did have. 
but like truth be told, that's kind of the only negative that I that I had with this convention, because um, otherwise I had a good time. Oh, and let me uh, let me not even forget to talk about the the parties, right? The the the, the part the parties. So the parties can be both positives and negative, right? So the, I'll start with the negative and then talk about the positive. So the negative is the party started at midnight, right? And I'm just kind of like. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm a, I'm a night owl. I don't, I'm someone who doesn't mind going out very late. That does not bother me at all. But it is a little weird. Or I, I was, I was a little weirded out by like the fact that it started so late. Most parties at conventions that do choose to have them tend to have them start around like nine, 10 o'clock, and then they go until two, right? And so I don't know if it was, you know, maybe they just didn't have enough DJs or maybe they purposely planned it that way. But I would have much preferred if they had just started a little bit earlier, kind of like, like Saturday night party started at 11, which is fine. Like if you had started at 11, that's fine. Um, but midnight just felt like it was like, like people who weren't already there probably didn't show up. But that's the negative. The positive is a lot of people still showed up anyway. And it was still a great time. I had a good time dancing and partying with strangers, um, with my friends who came on Saturday. We had a good time going there and turning up and 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 whatnot. And it was it was just a really 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 good time. I I I, I yeah I had such a such a great time. So, um, all that being said, AUSA twenty twenty two was a success. I'm looking forward to twenty twenty three. If you are listening and wondering whether you should attend the the answer is absolutely absolutely yes you should go attend anime usa uh it's a good starter convention or if you just want a a convention that you know where you can go talk about anime and not kind of deal with kind of the hustle and bustle of some of the bigger conventions then this is a good one to go to because there is a lot to do and you can absolutely spend a (laughs) Uh, I misspoke. You can absolutely spend uh, quite a bit of time at this convention between the panels, between the game room, between the tabletop room, and just taking pictures of folks. The atmosphere, the vibe is just wonderful. All of the people are super nice. I also want to shout out all the staff um, who helped throw this event because you all deserve a ton of credit. Uh, Coming back after three years away can't have been easy, but you all absolutely did that. And I very much look forward to seeing to how you all... I look forward to seeing how you all grow in the next year into 2023. So with that being said, I'm going to get out of here. But before I do that, make sure you go to greatgeekrefuge.com where you can hear early episodes of this podcast as well as episodes of our other podcasts like At The Diner and FedCon. Make sure you're following us on all of our social media with Great Geek Refuge on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook where we have an active Facebook community. And if you'd like to support us, look us up on Patreon where just for a couple bucks a month you can get access to some exclusive merch and early episodes. So uh, with that being said, I will catch you all soon. I I still have some episodes of the Flash podcast that that I need to post. And uh, there will be another podcast in another week or two about Baltimore Comic-Con, which I will also be attending. But um, hopefully I can get back on a regular schedule soon. I I miss doing these a little bit more regularly. And uh, however I can, whatever I can do to kind of get the time to do this, I'm going to try to make sure that I can absolutely do that. So with that being said, thank you all for listening and I'll catch you on the flip side. Peace out.
This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy.